This is Rainmaker FM, the digital marketing podcast network. It's built on the Rainmaker platform, which empowers you to build your own digital marketing and sales platform. Start your free 14-day trial at rainmakerplatform.com. Hey, Rainmakers, welcome to another episode of the show that talks all about creating digital products and services for growing your own online empire. I'm your host, Brian Clark, founder and CEO of Copyblogger Media. And as has been the case lately, I have a co-host, a new voice to listen to, a very smart person, Pamela Wilson. Many of you may know Pamela as I think the longest running guest poster on Copyblogger. She contributed from the outside, had her own business for many, many years, and I'm proud to say that now she is on the inside. Pamela, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're here too. All right, so tell everyone what your official title is because I'm I'm actually losing track at we're growing so fast lately. <laughs> My official title at the moment is Vice President of Educational Content, yeah. which is, is it's like specific enough to sound really interesting but not specific enough to tell you exactly all the little pies I have my fingers in. You do. And you actually, I mean when you first came on with us, you were very very much uh, entrenched helping us out with Rainmaker and getting uh, the onboarding uh, into a better process, uh, the knowledge base, the video, all of that kind of great stuff. And then you kind of shifted over. Now, that title actually makes sense because, you know, we just got together last week in Nashville and had a great meeting. And at some point, I think that's a very descriptive uh, job title for you. But right now, I think it's easiest to say that. Pamela runs copyblogger.com. And she's the latest in a long line of people. So first there was me, then there was me and Sonia, then there was Sonia, <laughs> then Robert, then Jared did a year before he transitioned, and now Pamela has taken over that role. And the best thing that I can say about this, Pamela, is that everyone who has run Copyblogger is still with the company and in upper management. So Congratulations or don't screw up? Which one do you prefer? <laughs> well, that's a relief that people are sticking around after they've gone through uh, what I'm going Trial through right now. Trial by fire. <laughs> right. That's right. That's a good sign. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, the things we, we covered at the meeting because I think it was super productive and, for me at least, super exciting um, about continuing you know, Copybloggers nine and a half years old now. It's it's kind of crazy to think about it, but we've always been good about evolving, uh, both in terms of content, uh, types of content, design, especially. We've had the same one for a while. We'll talk about that. But I just feel like this one is a really big one. There's been a lot of things that I've wanted to see done over at copyblogger.com that we just didn't have time for. So they kind of got put to the side a little bit. And then you came on board and you said, I want to do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, yes. And you're like, wait a minute. 
I was expecting more feedback than that, but I'm like, no, it's like you read my mind. You know, it's so funny that you kind of complained that you would have an idea. You'll send it to me. I'll say, sounds good. And then you're like, I I don't think he's even paying attention to me. Right. (laughs) But no, you're on target. And then the funny story here is that we had a little bit of a screw up and you got a three paragraph email from me. And you're like, okay, he's paying attention, number one. And number two, I think I liked those two-word answers better. <laughs> right. right. Well, I was giving you a hard time because I we this was last week we were all sitting at a big table eating dinner. And I said, you know, if you get an email from Brian that has two or three words, that's great. If it has two or three paragraphs, you need to sit down and take a deep breath before you start reading <laughs> it. So, it wasn't yeah. that bad. I think no, I ended with a smiley face. I mean, come no, on No, and honestly, it was well-deserved. It was something we should have caught. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've had a lot of ideas. And the interesting thing is having been a reader for so many years, it it feels like a tremendous honor to be in a position to make some of the changes that I would have loved to have experienced as a reader. So it's a wonderful position to be in. And I'm excited about all the things we're talking about doing going forward. Yeah, I think that's the perspective that matters and why you were so on point. Because I don't know that these things were obvious to everyone, but that's why they were kind of gnawing at me. And the fact that you keyed in on them was was just a good sign for me. It just kind of validated that we both were on the same uh, path. So talking about Copyblogger just a bit, because Copyblogger is what started it all, copyblogger.com. It's the mothership of the company and has been. And it's interesting because it's more important than ever, and yet we're really trying to balance things out between Rainmaker FM, Copyblogger, and StudioPress going forward, which might lead some to believe that, okay, so Copyblogger is less important. No, it just means the other two sites need to become as important, and Copyblogger will continue to set the standard. And, And that's really how I view the work you're about to do. So... In some sense, we're trying to take some of that load off of Copyblogger and let it become what it is at its core. And sometimes people don't realize it because we talk about StudioPress and Synthesis and Rainmaker Platform. But at its heart, Copyblogger is a membership site. And it's a particular model that we started two years ago and then we kind of let stay while we worked on other things. But this is an overarching membership model site approach that I think we'll be talking about more in the future because I think it is something that scales and and you can replicate this model. So more on that later. But coming in, you know, to Copyblogger, you had to think about even more than that because any good membership site has its attraction content. It's got its email uh, capture process, which is in place. It's got, you know, the backend sale and all that. But you're able to come with some infrastructure built in and yet still have to kind of reimagine how that all works. So let's talk about content because I think people have been noticing that Copyblogger has uh rejuvenated, I think, a bit in many ways, images, uh, content, different types 
of a post that we've never done before. So I'll shut up and you tell us a little (laughs) bit about what you've implemented so far. Well, the first thing to know is that my background is publication design. That I've done that for decades, you know, publication design and putting together publications. And I very much see Copyblogger as a publication. It doesn't have pages that you turn with your fingers, but it's definitely a publication. And I approach it that way in terms of the content that we put on the blog and the way we treat our images and all the elements, in my opinion, are elements of a really good publication. So that's kind of my angle. That's my approach to everything. And the one thing that we have been trying to do lately is to become very clear about the audience that we're serving. And I think as a business, we're seeing that the Rainmaker platform and Rainmaker FM serves one specific audience. Studio Press serves a slightly different audience. And then Copyblogger serves its own audience. And our audience is people who identify themselves as professional content marketers. They either identify themselves as professional content marketers because they they have that as their business and they offer that as a service, or they identify themselves as professional content marketers because they are business people who use content marketing in their businesses. Or maybe they're in a large organization and they're working in the content marketing field. So they sort of self-identify as someone who takes content marketing seriously and who uses it within a business context. And those are the people we're really trying to serve with our content. Yeah. And I think that's dead on. And I think that's been the case. And yet we meandered a little. And I think we got a little fuzzy on that. And also uh, with your background, when I started Copyblogger, it quickly, you know, was one of the first people to ever take outside writers, which wasn't done in blogging at that time, because I saw it as a magazine, not a blog, despite the name. And yet I had no magazine experience whatsoever. So I think that's part of the reason why we just seem to see eye and eye, eye to eye on this, because you have the specific philosophical and conceptual understanding of what I'm struggling with all along, which is, yeah, it's a magazine. (laughs) It is. It's a magazine. And there are elements of from the magazine world that we can use when we talk about how we put content on copyblogger. So for example, one thing that you see in magazines is typically toward the front of the magazine, you have columnists. And these are people who write for the magazine every month, and they have specific voices that people cue into, they relate to, and they they enjoy reading. So that's one of the things that we're trying to feature on, on Copyblogger is these specific voices. So this is kind of our new philosophy about guest posting is we are going away from this model of just taking guest posts from anyone. And instead, we're trying to develop specific voices that people get to know over time. And we're helping those people to develop voices around topics that they really have expertise in, topics that they're known for. And we're working with them personally so that we can feature kind of their their best knowledge on the blog and develop those voices so that people get to know them over time. Absolutely. And I, I mean, we've always been selective about guest posting. And again, going back to that magazine style 
not only did I accept them early on, I edited everyone myself. Mm. And sometimes, dirty little secret, I rewrote certain people's complete post. And these are really well-known people. But <laughs> I, well, they were just a little off, you know. And that was know, that's I, not a scalable yeah. solution. So you've no. got to have an editorial yeah. approach that says, okay, if it's that far off the mark, then we just, we can't do it, right? Right, right. And there there's a style to copy blogger posts that does well, and that's what we're always aiming for. And there are times that if you're just accepting guest posts from anywhere, you end up with this post that you, you do so much more work on than if you'd just written it yourself from scratch. So it, it is a little bit of a, you know, like we need to figure out how to best use our resources. And when we thought about it, it seemed to work better to just develop a small group of writers whose work we knew and who had expertise in specific areas that we wanted to be able to share with our readers and then just work with those people, put them on kind of a schedule so that they knew when they would need to get their piece in. And that's worked really well. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about um, the new images that uh, we're using because so this started out, you weren't involved in this conversation until it came to execution, I guess, but I was kind of grumping out at Robert, you know, saying, we need better images, you know, they, the ones where you, I mean, because Robert's been complaining about him, so he knew that, but I kept saying, okay, it's not that big a deal with the talent we have in this company to produce these images, and he kind of pushed back a little bit, and he said, well, this, that, and I'm like, no, we got to do something. And I think that was the last I was in it. And then you showed up. Well, tell us the story because I, once it gets turned over and I see that something great happened, I'm happy, <laughs> but I don't <laughs> necessarily know how the sausage was made <laughs> to, yeah. to get to that point. Well, it was interesting because we decided early on that if we're going to do these images, we wanted to make them look very custom. So, the thing that happens with blogs occasionally, especially if it's a big site like Copyblogger, is you'll you'll buy an image, you put it up on your site, and then people just just pull it off your site. You know, it's not branded with your name or anything like that, and people just pull the image and use it on their own sites, or or grab the URL to the image if you're not doing it right, and and put it on their own site. So it's not a good idea. So we wanted to do something branded. And we also wanted those images to be able to stand by themselves in social media and always look like they came from copy bloggers. So from a visual standpoint, the way that that sausage is made is that you choose a set of brand colors. So you choose from the colors that you've always used on your site and you choose specific fonts and you do not stray from those two choices. So you stick to those colors, you stick to those fonts, and it's just a matter of working within those limitations. And when you do that, everything that you put together looks like it came from the same organization. It's kind of amazing, Brand, actually. Branding 101 on one hand, and yet it, not a lot of people were doing it for many, many years. Yes. And that's something I talked about all the time on Big Brand System. It's Those are like basic building blocks of putting together a visual brand that's recognizable. So so we made that decision early on. We have the copy blogger red, the copy blogger green, and the copy blogger blue, and we do not vary from those three colors. And then we have our font that we've used very consistently. And then it's just a matter of picking images that 
add shades of meaning to the words that are already on the page. So you'll see occasionally we go for humor. You can't do that every single time, but we go for humor once in a while just to keep them interesting. We try to make them visually interesting and try to get the reader to think a little bit by looking at the image. Like, for example, the one we ran just this past week was talking about landing pages. We have uh, this big jet coming in for a landing. I mean, it's just like a slight shade of meaning that you're adding to the words. It makes it interesting. And then the other thing that we do is we I this part I'm doing basically, I'm coming up with text for those images. And it's an opportunity to almost have like a second headline at the top of the post. So you know how it is when you choose a headline you're choosing a headline, but there are all these other headlines that you've had to eliminate, right? And that can be kind of painful. I mean, you look at some of these alternate headlines that you didn't run and you think, you know, I wish I'd been able to use that word or that phrase. Well, this is an opportunity to use kind of like an alternate headline and give an additional shade of meaning to to the post as well, because you're just adding a little little extra text at the top. Yeah. So when I adopted a similar image strategy in the early days of my newsletter further, um, I, I figured out that I was using these quotes in the content and then I had my headline and then I went back to old school with David Ogilvy and then made the image complement the headline with the quote that was relevant. And it's amazing how better it did on social media. I mean, it's not even close. Sometimes 50 times better. Like, that's crazy. So it, images matter. I'm a word guy, you know, so I tend to neglect that, but I'm, I'm definitely being convinced. Let me ask you this before we move on. It's kind of a natural segue to the site redesign. But I noticed that you are using images and maybe the headline, but no link. And you've got a hashtag that says seen on copy blog or something like that. I have to, you got to tell me about this. this is, honestly, this is the first time I'm asking her this, even though I noticed <laughs> it, because I'm like, you always have to have a link. What's the thinking behind that? Okay. So I, I think what you're seeing is something that I just started doing recently, and it's on my personal Instagram account. Oh, so, and it's also posting to Twitter. And it's posting to Twitter and it's it. posting okay. to Facebook, your favorite place. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's just something I'm doing on my personal account. So the thing about Instagram is you can't, on Instagram, you cannot put a link in right. a, right. it's not an active link. Yeah. So, and I'm doing those from my phone. So I developed this hashtag, read it on Copyblogger. And what I'm trying to do when I post those is to just kind of train people to go to the Copyblogger blog every day to read that day's fresh post. So those, that's a completely separate stream of images that I'm just doing for fun because I apparently can't get enough of images, so I have to create an extra one. So those are not the post images. That's a separate thing. The post images go out on Twitter. They, they look great on social media because we've developed a size that is pretty, you know, it kind of crosses all the different social media platforms and doesn't get chopped up and doesn't look um, cropped, cropped off or anything like that. So it's that size seems to work pretty well. And those images stand by themselves. They do have the copy blogger logo on them. And those always go out with a link. 
Yeah. Okay. Makes perfect sense. Okay. Design. So I, I would say that the other thing copy blogger has been known for uh, throughout the years, other than content, obviously has been design because it's, it's really important to me. I'm a, I'm not a designer. I can't do it, but I can spot it. You know, when I, when I see it, I know it's good. So back to 2006 with Chris Pearson's first copy blogger design, which kind of made his career, and that's credit to him. It was not like anything else that was being seen in the blogging space. And so that kind of set a standard. And, of course, every design Rafal has done has been amazing and right there at the edge. Maybe not with the coolest hipster designers, but for the rest of us, it's cutting edge, right? And so this is the first time that you kind of took over this project along with Lauren Mankey. Rafal's working with me on the Rainmaker side, and we're redesigning those sites as well. So we've got our hands full. But I, I got to admit, I saw the mock-ups, and we went through the why and how it all works, which it's Copyblogger is a complex site because you have Copyblogger, which is, you know, the outside. Then you have My Copyblogger, which is the free member area. Then you have Authority, which is the paid member area. It's not an easy task. So I, we had more mock-ups than I think most quote-unquote blog redesigns would ever yeah. have. Yeah. So give us just a feel for, for what you're thinking. What were the, the challenges that you saw with where we're at and how you decided to try to fix them? Mm. Well, first of all, the the current design is amazing. I mean, I think most people would be very happy to have a site that looked as good as Copyblogger looks now. So that's the initial challenge is taking a site that is not terrible and then trying to improve on it. The, the new site is going to be super clean. One of the things that we were trying to accomplish was to make it a really nice reading experience because Rainmaker FM is all about audio. Copyblogger is all about text. So we want our readers to be happy and to have a really good online reading experience. So it's going to be a beautiful on online reading experience, and I can't wait for that to go live. One change from what we're doing now is that Copyblogger content is going to have its own page and then Rainmaker FM audio content is going to have its own page. Yeah, I was about to say, we're publishing more content by far than we've ever <laughs> published, but that's because we added in audio. And, and the way the, the site infrastructure is now, it just, I mean, we do have some mechanisms to keep the, the article at the top of the stream and uh, this other kind of stuff. But, uh, and it's been, trust me, uh, going back to that mothership comment, <laughs> It's been very good for Rainmaker FM to get that kind of exposure from an established site like Hobbyblogger. Uh, but even I was kind of getting a little stressed out about the flow of it. So yeah. separate yeah. audio channels, separate article channel, very kind of simple fix, um, but it's all in the execution. Right. And I, I just think that's going to be a nice reader experience because there are there are some people who like both. Um, and God bless them. I don't know how they have time to consume both, but there are some people who like both the audio content and the the reading, you know, text content. But for the most part, people prefer one or the other. So this is going to make it very easy for them to find whatever kind of content they want to consume on Copyblogger and just go directly to it. And 
I mean, there's just, there's going to be a lot to love about the new design. I think it's, there's going to be an easy way to filter through our content and learn about something that you're specifically interested in. So if you're interested in conversion, for example, you can sign up for materials that we are going to put together for you that's that are all about conversion, that will teach you about conversion, give you all the information you need um, from our archives, basically, to help you understand everything you need to know about conversion. So we'll, we'll have kind of segmented information so that people can grab what they need and what they're most interested in. And it's going to allow us to serve up more targeted content. The one thing I hear from people all the time when I talk to them is, I went into Copyblogger and you can tell there's so much information there and it's it's just amazing, but like I don't know how to find it, you know. Um, it's kind of like being lost in the New York Public Library and not having a Dewey Decimal System or something. <laughs> like you right. just know there's a lot there, but you really don't know where to find what you're looking for. So that's one of the things that we're trying to improve on to make that experience better. Yeah, like two years ago, we did some pretty meticulous planning because we had all these different pathways into the my my copy blogger which is the uh, content library of ebooks and and a course and all this high value stuff um, but we had all these content landing pages that were drawing in search traffic and then we had sidebar navigation and and it worked I mean, it was a vast improvement over before, and our email opt-in rate went up 400%. So, uh, yeah, yay. But the the approach we're going with now is just so smart on the topical pathway. I mean, ultimately, you may end up in that vast library of great stuff, but it's also a, a pathway that allows us to tailor the experience better for you. And that's something we've been talking about a lot, the logged in experience, adaptive content, all of that stuff. There is no doubt that we are drinking our own Kool-Aid here. Right. Well, it's just a better user experience. So one of the things that we would like to be able to do is, for example, if somebody raises their hand on the front end of Copyblogger and says, I want to learn more about design, and they give us their email address, we will send them targeted information about design. And if, for example, they decide to join our community authority, we will give them a targeted experience with all of the paid content that we have inside authority. So when they first log into authority, we'll have a, you know, a lot of audio and webinar content lined up and waiting for them about this topic that they are most interested in. And that doesn't mean that they can't access the rest of it. It's just we're, we're going to create this nice silver platter and hand them over the content that they've said they most want to learn. Yeah. And as you can tell, um, this is going to be a big project. It's got, you know, marketing intelligence and automation uh, involved on the back end. But I just can't wait to see the new site because it's beautiful. <laughs> I know. I can't wait If only wait we either. could just have that first and then work on that. I but know. I know we need to do it all at once. But yeah. And it's interesting because I don't know if Rafal saw what Lauren and you had done, but his new designs for Rainmaker FM and Rainmaker Platform, they're not the same, but that use of white space 
Oh my gosh. It's just yeah, striking. It's, like, it's yeah. <laughs> like they're speaking the same design language. I don't know if they saw it either. I don't think that they did though. I and don't think that, so. It, yeah. That's what's amazing to me because yeah. it's kind of like parallel thinking without We got some talking. design telepathy happening here. Exactly. It's good stuff. So, you know, as a business unit, separate from everything else, you know, again, Copy Blogger is effectively a membership site. There's free open uh, materials. There's free behind the wall materials. And then there's 250 hours. Is that right now of training inside authority? Plus we do webinar, two new webinars every month and we do Q and A's every month. So it's always growing. And I know you have some ideas for authority and we, we kicked around quite a bit, so I'm not going to put you too much on the spot, but give us a general idea. What's going on with authority? I have a lot of ideas and we'll have to see how we can implement them over time, but they involve having maybe slightly more compact information, so easier to digest, faster to digest, more targeted content, maybe doing things like doing member hot seats where, because every time we do anything that is remotely like a website review um, or really focus on one person's business, I notice that people get a lot out of it, not just the person whose business you're focusing on, but everyone else who's watching. They always take some kind of nugget of information from, from what that person's business is um, going through or what they're asking about and what they're confused about. So I've, I've thought about ideas like that. I have a lot of ideas kicking around. I've spent a lot of time in mastermind groups and there are elements to those groups that I think that we might be able to apply to authority that I would love to have a chance to explore. Yeah, absolutely. Good closing note here. Pamela and I were both, uh, well, Pamela lives in Nashville, but I was there for Donald Miller's story brand workshop, which is fantastic, by the way. We'll talk about that in the future, maybe have Donald on the show. But, you know, I just launched Unemployable with basically the most basic one-page website in mm. the world. And so I just threw it up there for the site critiques in a room full of digital marketers just, you know, because I love to hear that kind of stuff. Um, lots of great ideas. And I think listening to all those website critiques just to, you know, uh, talk about what you just mentioned about how everyone gets something out of it. it it's true. Absolutely. But I don't know if you've looked, but I already redesigned the site with Refine. Oh, I haven't looked again. No, <laughs> I didn't waste like a day until I got started on that. So um, good stuff anyway. So, all right, Pamela. You know, so maybe people didn't even know exactly what you were up to because you've been head down since you started working. And uh, obviously you would have to be to come up with this much output so far. <laughs> but uh, I think people have a little bit better idea of what you're up to. So when all of this goes fantastically well, make sure you take all the credit. I will. I will. Well, thanks for giving me a chance to talk about it. Oh, I'm excited. No, I mean, we had a great meeting and I, I just figured there's there's a lot of stuff in here that I think just like a site review of someone else's site, it just gives people ideas about, oh, yeah, maybe that's something I need to look at. So I think it was a good uh, discussion. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us again this week. We will be back with more soon. Uh, until then, uh, leave us a comment if you have anything to add or ask. And uh, otherwise, Pamela, thank you so much. 
Thank you. All right, everyone. Take care.